Good morning, everybody. Glad to be with you this Saturday morning in November 2023. My name is Ed Samuel. I'm a career coach with a firm called Sam Nova, and this is the Optimize Your Career program. For those tuning in for the first time, I am here at 8 a.m. every Saturday for 30 minutes to give you career advice, tips, ideas, answer questions, just about every facet to help you or someone you know optimize their career. Firm is based in Kenneth Square, PA, about an hour west of Philadelphia, but we serve clients across the entire U.S. We help those who are working or in job transition who want to advance or optimize their career in some way. We've coached out more than 900 people a day, written or revamped more than 2,000 resumes, and ending this year, our virtual team of career assessment consultants with up to 1,000 completed over 1,000 consultations with clients. The RNA is always to help people get to that better place, whether it be more money, more happiness, better alignment to values. Maybe it's to shift something completely new. Maybe it's even to get a secondary form of income. Whatever that better place is, we try to help people get there. You know, all in all, we continue to be just busy like I've never seen it before. And it's all good. So we love helping people as many as we can get in. We we certainly try to accommodate. You know, this past week, we had a client land a position, land a job in South Carolina. It's remote, 100% remote. Just a uh, just a great opportunity. And what we really loved about it, and, you know, prayer is a big part of what we do. I was actually praying with my client, and I try to do it for all our clients. But in this particular case, we were really going after it, saying, Lord, if this is the way, you know, you want it to happen please make it happen. And not only did the person get the job offer, but it was far more than this particular firm had even suggested they were going to give my client. So, um, you know, know, we give the Lord the praise and it was just an amazing, uh, amazing woman a few days ago. Now, before we go on, I do want to mention, I will be speaking at an all-day workshop in Wayne, Pennsylvania. It's called Jumpstart Your Career Search or Job Search. Jumpstart Your Job Search. It's next Saturday. It's the 18th of November. We're going to be talking about resume, interviewing, network, cultural fit. And if you want to register, it's $10. It's going to be in Wayne, Pennsylvania. And obviously, this is people who are local within, you know, a couple of hours of driving. It's worth coming down for $10. It includes a lot. And it's, but you do need to register. And if you register, go to Yvette Bright. is all one word. And up in the search bar, put in job, start your job search. And you're going to see it pop up and you're going to see uh, jumper tables in the picture. And it's in Wayne, Pennsylvania. Or you can go to our website, samnovainc.com, S-A-M-N-O-V-A-I-N-C.com. And go to our events page and you'll see the registration link there. So if you're listening, I would encourage you to attend. This is an annual event that a friend of ours puts on every year. And it's always an amazing event and people will get a lot out of it. Now, Let's see. This morning, you know, I'm going to talk about something I haven't done before, and I'm going to critique 10 resumes that I received this week alone. And the critique is going to be pretty harsh, but I'm going to try to keep it real. But what you're going to find when I critique these resumes is you're going to see some consistent themes that I'll be noticing about resumes really need to be improved uh, in certain, you know, in certain areas. But if I see something that I like, I certainly will make note of that as well. And now, before I get into the actual critique, I did do a poll on LinkedIn this past week about what do people worry about, struggle with more so than anything else on LinkedIn. And the poll came back with two overwhelming areas. Format was, I think, the lowest area. The profile summary was the second lowest. That's the set of that, that title up top. 
But the two areas that people need the most help on, according to this poll, and I think we had well over 100 people respond, was, you know, what should the weight and amount of detail be on a resume? So I'll talk about that. And the second one, almost naked, it almost came in a time, was quantification of result, quantifying result. And I'll be talking about that as I critique these 10 resumes this morning. So I thought formula would be a little bit higher, quite honestly. I think it came in at 12%. The thought profile summary might come in a little bit higher, but you know, hands down, those uh, those two areas, quantification and length of a resume or, or the detail we put on a resume, you know, they, they, they were the two higher. Now, when I critique the resumes, I'm not going to be mentioning people's names and I'm not going to mention specific companies, but I will, you know, certainly get into some of the detail. So here's the first resume. First resume, right out of the gate, right up top. You know, putting their home address. I'm not a fan of putting a home address. Nobody needs to see your home address to make a decision whether they want to interview you or not. And with the way social media works, the internet works, nobody needs to know the exact apartment or home or location you live at to make a decision. No recruiter needs it. So you don't need it on your resume. Now, when you go to apply for a job and you're going to an employer's system, and you type in your home address because they're requiring it, that's confidential and should be treated confidential by the employer and not be shared with the world, right? So that's something I would encourage you to do. Here's the second problem with this first resume. There's no LinkedIn URL at the top of the resume. And I could just tell you, when you don't have a LinkedIn URL at the top of your resume, it's almost, I hate to say this, dead on arrival. That says you're out of touch. Any professional working today who doesn't use LinkedIn, since most recruiters will use LinkedIn to find you. It's also a way to brand yourself. But when you don't even have it listed at the top of your resume, you're a damage control right out of the gate. And I don't care what your profession. Now, another challenge at the top of the resume is that there is no title stated. And with no title stated, I don't know what this person wants to be. I see they've held different jobs. and I see they're in a specific kind of job right now. But I don't know. Do they want to continue in that role? Or do they want to make a shift? And with no title up top, what you're telling the person who's reviewing the resume, well, I guess are you asking me to figure out what you are going to be? Am I making assumptions around it? So those are a few mistakes. So here's another mistake. The person's name and address is at the top of every page of the resume. Another mistake is no page numbers on the resume that I'm looking at a few of the things on the resume. And sure enough, on this resume, they're putting down activity and a big part of their job description, but they're not necessarily calling out how much on each of the positions that they've held in terms of how much activity or how much they've executed on many of the bullets. And that's a problem, just generally speaking. Now, this particular first resume is a full three pages long. And wow. And then I'm looking at and it's even out of sequence. So so they're showing their work for the last 10 or 15 years. Then they're showing their education. Then they're showing more work that they did earlier on in their career. So again, a resume like this needs to be completely redone. Very confusing. And I thought that particular person gives us a call so that we can help them with the resume. Now, here's the second resume. This is one where, oh, they went, they went somewhere. And they were told that the resume has to be two pages or life will come to an end. And and what they did is they really wanted to share their story 
And in order to get it to two pages, they made the font, quite honestly, I think it's an eight-point font, maybe a six-point font. The resume is unreadable. And because I did recruiting for so long, when you get a resume like this, you have to understand. When you bring the font down to you know six or four points, whatever this is, maybe it's four points, it's formable. That resume will not even be looked at. It's going to go right to the junk pile, right to the no-go pile. Where this particular person could be incredibly gifted and skilled. The other thing that happened, and there's a few resumes I see here, because of this notion that a resume has to be one page or two pages long, they move the margins to the point where there's only not even a quarter of an inch on either side of the piece of paper. And it looks junky. It looks unprofessional. And you have to understand, I'm not even talking about this person's content. So for this person, you know, maybe they thought format's not an issue. I mean, I would tell you format's your biggest issue because I can't even read the resume. Now, when I look at the top of the resume through the profile summary, one of the words that I do not like people to use, and this person has it right out of the gate, I'm a seasoned person. Seasoned is, is a challenging word because I would say seasoned is more of a negative than anything when you use the word seasoned. Does that mean you're 45, 50, 60, 65, 70? Seasoned me. You know, we're much more of a fan. And by the way, you're not stating, this person's not stating how many uh, years of experience do they have. Is it greater than 10, greater than 50? I've had some people who have 15 years of experience and they're calling themselves seasoned. I would rather see you take season off and say, I have 15 years of experience. But you see, what happens with decision-maker recruiters are looking at a quick glance, you have seven seconds. And if I don't know, and there's no title up top, by the way, so I don't know what you're, what you're shooting for, what your real title is. I guess you want me to assume that. So there's so many things going wrong with this resume. And then when I actually look at the detail, the detail, I see some stats, which I'm really happy of, what they've done is one of the biggest mistakes made on resume. They're mixing their responsibilities and accomplishments kind of into, you know, a set of bullets. So I have to kind of weed through it. One of the other things that happened on this particular resume is that I see education, I see certifications, and they've kind of listed all the certifications that they have, which are many. But, you know, when you have, you know, more than three, four, you, you, you don't want to list them vertically one by one because you, this person has used over half a page of resume listing all their certifications, but they could have put it horizontally and really, and really made the resume much, much shorter. And in this particular case, this person has done no volunteer work, apparently. No volunteer work was still on the resume. So I wonder what's happening there. And I'm a big fan of putting volunteer work on the resume. So, all right, let's go to uh, resume number three. Resume number three has uh, some color up top, which is which is nice, and this is a little bit more colorful. I like the fact that they say right up front how many years of experience they have, 15 years of experience. You know, very well done. They're keeping it fairly tight. Our standards, five lines, they kept it at four. I like that. They've highlighted their competencies. Now, here's the bad thing about what they did when they highlighted their competencies. They're using things like, I'm very reliable, trustworthy. I need deadline. I have strong organizational skills. Oh, this is not what I want you to do. Not what I want you to do. See, you're 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 putting things down that most they put one, two, three. They put uh, eight things down. Most of the eight things are assumed that you already have. They even put down, you know, I can actually communicate using email and phone. Oh no, I want to know your technical skills. I want to know 
what you're really good at. I want to know the nine technical skills that you're really good at. These are all assumed. So this whole section is what you what I would call fluff, like S-L-U-F-F, fluff. It needs to be completely reworked. Not good. Oh, by the way, on this particular resume, guess what? There is no LinkedIn URL at the top of the resume. Another resume in damage control right out of the gate. Now, when I look at the detail, this is not good in that it, all the detail is focused on their job responsibilities. Nothing. I need nothing listed in terms of the bullets. Nothing has been quantified. So I don't understand this person's value at all. I know they have a job and they have a job description, but what they actually accomplish, it's not even on it's not on the resume at all. I don't know if they did any professional development. I don't know if they won any awards. Don't know if they did any volunteer work. I don't know if they have any technical skills. All of those things are left off this resume. Not good. They need to call us. Here's the next resume. So here's another resume where this is an interesting one. This one, and don't worry about it being three pages. The problem is, even then, with a three-page resume, there is absolutely no margin, and they push the top of the resume to the very top, the words to the very top. Their name is not pronounced. It's not pronounced. It's, it's not a. It's, it's not a large font. Oh, this is there's there's so many things going wrong here. There's no LinkedIn URL. They actually put a password to a website at the top of the resume, which I would never recommend. Oh, there's so many things wrong here. Um, and again, it, when I look at the summary, right, I'm an accomplished professional. Well, everybody's accomplished. Don't use that word. Don't use that word. Of course, you're accomplished. That one of the challenges that people do is that when I read the profile summary of this particular resume, I'm picking up on one, two, maybe two technical skills they bring to the table. Everything else are soft skills. And I'm not a fan. We're not a fan of that. And the way it comes across is that they're good at everything. They, there's nothing differentiates any of these skills. They're good at everything. And we're much more of a fan of calling out two things that you're known for at that profile summary, not a list of things. Now, under skills and abilities, instead of putting four competencies, they've listed skills and abilities, and then they listed skills the second time. They have two groupings of skills on the first page of the resume, which we would never recommend. And all that means is that half the resume, instead of having, you know, an inch and a half of your top skills, you've used half a page on skills. And now what, hap what happens is you push your experience into a second page. Not so good. Now, here's another case where I see on this resume that people are putting blue links. So you have a black resume with blue links. Don't recommend it. At least keep the uh, the links black. But again, I'm, as I look at the now, this person now now this is I see a section here that they did a very good job in terms of they they try to summarize the work that they were responsible for. I would we would lay it out differently, but they did a very good job of summarizing what they were responsible for in this role that they were in for fifteen years, and then they really did try to highlight some of the things that they accomplished in that 15-year period, and they did do a nice job of quantifying it. So this is one of the uh, uh, better ones I've seen right now of quantification. And again, no volunteer experience. And another big no-no, they're putting down the date they graduated from college, and now I know exactly how old this person is. Don't recommend that you do that. Here's another resume. Okay, no title up top. Plenty of white space. I give this person credit for white space and readability. No LinkedIn URL up top. 
And what they did is just what I referred to earlier. All they simply did is just put a bulletize their job description. Not a good thing because they could have summarized all that job description in four or five lines. And then we have to ask the question, what did they accomplish? I see no accomplishments here. And as a result, it really, really hurts your value when you can't talk in the form of accomplishments, especially accomplishments that are quantified. Now, this particular person went to three pages, which is, uh, yeah, they didn't care so much about that, but they actually made a list of their skills. Oh, there must be 15. And, and, and sometimes what we see happening is people are listing all the skills because they're afraid if they don't list all the skills on the resume, it won't get through the applicant tracking system. And, you know, there's, there's ways around that without listing all the skills. Then they even put down, I guess, an assessment that they took in a live link that I guess will bring them to an assessment. Not such a fan of doing that because when the person did that, that entire page, I still don't know whether they won an award. I don't know if they had any kind of professional development. And certainly I have no idea if they did any volunteer work. So that's that resume. So here's the next one. The next one is, is something that there's some resume writers are, I see they're doing this. And, and what, what it is, is that they're coming up with this really kind of neat format where, you know, the name's up top and that you put some, and, and they're boxing things a little bit and they're, they're, they're putting side tech information, key competencies, education. It kind of goes down the left side and the right side is the profile and they're shrinking down the work experience. Here's another case where this resume is, is, there's some things that I like about it because they do have the LinkedIn up top, but let me just, let me just step back for a minute. It's not readable. This is another one where the font is neck and neck with the other one. It's not readable. The only thing that's readable is really the person's name up top. And then the font is so tiny. Why know why the font's so tiny is because somebody convinced this person that you're supposed to have a one page resume. And this person has been working for 25 years and someone convinced them to create a one-page resume in this nice little format. Well, it drives me crazy because it's not readable. See, see, and, and, and using different formats, you know, we have a set format that we use and we're going to stay with it, I promise you. But these new formats that people are throwing out, for a quick glance, it looks nice. But when you treat the flock down so tiny, it's a train wreck. Not a fan at all. Now, there's some additional problems with this resume. They actually are using all caps in some areas. The font sizes are all skewed. And because they're doing this in this vertical column, part of the vertical column on the left-hand page led to the second page, and part of it's unreadable. So in other words, this person never really printed their, their resume out and actually looked at it and said, is this coming off correctly? Because it's not. And Remember, when these types of mistakes are being made, and gosh, on, on, then on the right side, you know, you, have, you put bullets, all the bullets are off alignment and skewed, multiple bullets all over the place. But yet, you want, you know, you want someone to hire you because of the quality of, of how good you are. And, and you have to understand, you know, these are all issues that could disqualify you. And yet, you could be the very best candidate, but you're not taking the time to really do a good job. And one more point of that particular resume, um, I don't see, they, they put down accomplishments. None of them are quantified. None of them are quantified. In other words, I did this. What did it result in? I did this, but you don't tell me what it resulted in. And even, you know, we won the award. 
but there's no dollar amount. So does that mean, was it $10? Was it $100? Was it $10 million? I don't see the value. And that's why you have to quantify. Now, here's the next, next resume. Again, someone, you just take a look here. Well, how many years of experience? Well, this person is goes back to 2019. So let's just say they have, well, they have seven years of experience. And, they, and someone told them the resume has to be one page. And what they did is they, they let it go all the way to the bottom of the page. I mean, literally to the bottom. There's almost nothing left. No LinkedIn URL up top. You know, when you have, you know, seven years of experience, you're no longer a graduate from the university as well. Unfortunately, you got some experience and you're not early stage anymore. And you got to promote, you know, what you did do. And in this particular resume, the person uh, literally did what I've been talking about. They just listed the responsibilities with no accomplishments. And they've had, they've held, you know, one, two, three different jobs. And they, they talk about a lot of activity that they did. They don't speak about what they accomplished. And again, it's not a good thing because your value is not being pronounced at all. And again, they have a, a list of skills on the left-hand side that's a long list of skills. Not a fan. Let's see. A few more here. Here's another one. No LinkedIn URL up top. No title up top. So I'm not sure what this person wants to become or do. This person has been working since prior to 1992. And this person put it all on a one-page resume, not able to remotely tell her story, not able to remotely, because somebody convinced her the resume has to be one page, it's, uh, and it's, it's completely unacceptable. And everything's kind of crunched together. Nothing's bulletized. It's paragraph reading. Some of the bullets, one of the bullets has three lines to it. And whenever you have a three line, you know, of anything, you know, we might allow that one out of 1,000 times. Uh, I think you're showing way too much detail. And remember, when you're showing a result of something, you know, hey, this is what I did, resulted in X. Almost all the time, it, it, you affect it maybe one or two areas, maybe three, but you don't have to list all the areas. That's what makes a resume dense. That's what makes a resume go to three lines just with one accomplishment. Not a fan of that at all. But this this resume was condensed to one page, and it's in almost in paragraph form. Most recruiters would not even read this resume. Now, here's one, one of the better ones, quite honestly. And it's a, it's a common format and names pronounced. But instead of talking about a title, what they do is they use functional words at the top of the resume. I'm a much bigger fan of using titles. You know, are you a project manager? Don't put down project management. But quite honestly, you know, recruiters are also looking for a project manager. Don't put down just marketing. Put down marketing director, marketing manager at the top of the resume. Now, again, this particular person used the word that I said you shouldn't have to. They're accomplished. Of course you're accomplished. Take that off the resume. Nobody needs to see here, you know, to see that. Um, I don't see as many technical skills, but I see a lot of, we could, I can do a lot of things. And again, I, I be careful with that. Now, this particular resume, again, a person is putting down what they're responsible for. It's their job description and bullet form. But remember, a job description of bullet form has no value. You have to be able to quantify what that success, what, what that job, what you produced in that job. And I don't care if you're in the food business, chemical business, building products business, consulting business. I don't care what your business is. And that's why in our resume book called Optimize Your Resume, Do's and Don'ts, you know, uh, the book I published a few years back, chapter six, we go through 26 ways to quantify an accomplishment that every single bullet you know, that you put on the rest and they could always ask the question, you know, I 
Enhanced operational efficiency, great, resulting in what? Resulting in a saving, resulting in less people needed, resulted in increased cash flow. What did it result in? And the problem is, if you don't know, then you just hurt yourself from a value standpoint. Again, you know, we believe you write a resume to be, you know, the storyline behind how you're going to interview. Because I'm the CFO, and people sat there and they said, well, I, you know, improve efficiency. First, they well, how much did you improve upon? The person would look at me and say, well, don't really know. And at that point in time, that, you know, you diminish yourself so badly. So, so you're doing work and you want me to hire you because you did something really, really great, but you don't even know if it was a little bit, a lot, and you don't know, you can't even remotely quantify what that success looks like. And I'm not saying I'm going to hire that person, maybe necessarily, but the next person comes in and they're able to tell me, well, we improved operational efficiency. And we saved $300,000 annually as a result of it. You know, and I'm 90% making sure that happens. So you have to understand when, when you're interviewing that way, it's coming right off your resume. It's not going to be a fair fight that someone's going to lean towards the person who understands their value. Now, this last resume, all I'm going to say, it's three pages, no mention of, no mention of awards, no mention of professional development, no mention of really technical skills at all. And this person has a huge, should have a huge amount of technical skills. By the way, I don't know where they're from, so there's no location. There is no LinkedIn URL. The type on the resume is three different, four different, five different thought sizes. Many of the accomplishments are three lives long, and I see the word successful three or four times. And again, everything in your resume should be successful. Well, there was one one or two resumes out of these 10 that I saw some good things. And by the way, everyone's trying their best. And I understand the resumes are hard. But I wish, you know, and I just went through 10. And I'm just letting you know, every one of these 10, every one of these folks would be amazed that they hired our firm and let us spend five, six hours with you. And you come back with something completely different. And the Sam Nova resume will look very consistent and laid out incredibly well. But that's one of the reasons we've spent so much time with the resume. Oh, and by the way, not a fan of putting your picture on a resume. And we had one resume with the person's picture because we want you to be hired based on your ability, not based on what you look like. Although LinkedIn does have the ability to have you put the picture on there, and it's a good thing, but not on a resume. So hopefully you got some tidbits today or some things to avoid. Maybe you're, you take a look at your resume and... um if we hit on anything that might be on your resume, you might want to give us a call or you might want to go fix it. So we're just about out of time. You know, for those new to the program, I did publish, again, my first book called Optimize Your Resume, Do's and Don'ts, The Sam Noble Way. You can get it on our website and we'll pick up the shipping clock. Go to Sam, S-A-M-N-O-V-A-I-N-C.com, Sam Noble, Look for resume services in the drop down and you can buy or you can order via Amazon. And we had a single version on Amazon as well as an audio version that came out about a month ago. So and we continue to get amazing, positive comments about the book. Now, in addition, every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern time, I'm on LinkedIn Audio Live. And the focus is on career, faith, and purpose with my co-moderator, Charlotte Taylor, who's also a career coach and wrestling writer based in Florida. So connect with me on LinkedIn, and it, you'll see a post up there every week about the upcoming session. This week, we're going to be focused on part two of interview, and we'll be touching on some really crazy questions people ask during an interview. Next, some of them will border on illegal or are illegal, and then the question is, should you answer them? So if you're not connected with me on LinkedIn, please do so. I'm very close to 27,000 first connections on LinkedIn. 
what you do is type, just Google my name, Ed Samuel Career Coach. I'll be on the first page of Google and certainly reach out and connect with me. So join me on the next Optimize Your Career program next Saturday. That's uh, September, uh, November uh, 18th at Rio. I'll be interviewing a friend with a heart of gold who's now a consultant for the last 10 years based in New Jersey. He's going to be telling us what it's like to be a consultant, the good, the bad, the ugly, the ups, the downs, and what he also does on the side that has blessed so many people. So you don't want to miss it. So this is Ed Samuel, Career Cook with Sam Novo. If you'd like to reach us, give us a call. Our main number is 610-274-8214. So make it a great Saturday. I'm wishing you and yours a great weekend. Stay safe and God bless.